Hey, everybody. Welcome back to After the Checkers with Kyle Hall. I am Kyle Hall. With me today is David Slovic, the number 17 Mighty Mod 4, as I always like. I don't know why I can't just say Mod 4. It's always the Mighty Mod 4s. And uh, I welcome to After the Checkers. David, how you doing? I'm great. All right. How are you, yeah. Kyle? I am really good. Really good. I appreciate you being on the show. So uh, a couple thank yous before we get going is to ECS, East Central Sports, Mac Johnston, those guys have just been so good to me. We still got that bike giveaway. We haven't forgot about it. We just got to get the board all the way filled up. And we're about 15 or 20 spots away from having that thing filled up. Uh, and then we're going to give away that bike. We'll make a video of it so that it's all legit. No questions asked, that kind of a thing. But if you're looking for a pit bike or a golf cart, any kind of a, a little get around mover thing, give East Central Sports a call there in North Branch and he'll hook you up. So, and then along with uh, Minnesota Truck Headquarters, Mike Jordette and the entire team over there at MTH, fantastic guys, expanding, going to soon be multi-state Minnesota Trek headquarters. And so uh, very excited to be on board with them again. So David Slovic, you're a Mod 4 driver. Uh, you're clearly a, like, tell us about this before we even get into the racing stuff. Let's let's <laughs> talk about the 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 literal elephants in the room back there. What, is, what are these cars behind you here? Uh, hot rods yeah um so grew up doing all kinds of things cars and currently i uh, got a this car this uh, 37 ford that's been in the family since 1976 um and it's current condition pretty much since about yeah, maybe 80 early 80s so it's been around a while um kind of got that from my dad when he's on to other projects and um, then this one over here is a 1925 model tt uh hot rod pickup that i'm building um Started off as a tea bucket, and then I found this cab, and now I'm uh, now it's taken a whole other <laughs> whole other. Yeah, life you never out. know what direction it's gonna go until you're doing yeah. it. I suppose that's pretty yeah. badass, though. Like that's gonna be that'll be a hundred year old vehicle in two years. Like that is yeah, that's pretty cool. So yeah, that's that, and I definitely want to have something for that too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yep. So you you said that the yellow one, the 37 has been that way. Like you, did your dad restore that one or kind of hot rod it up? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. And that's got it, it back in 80. We pulled out of a junk uh, salvage yard up in Aberdeen in 76 and kind of got it all running and got it in, painted into its normal, its current form. Um, it's got a stroke hot rodded flathead v8 uh 49 or 50, 49 to 53 uh v8 in it or flathead and um yeah so that's been going strong for you know 40 plus years now yeah. it's current condition and um you know i've kind of taken it over now and we got some some other kind of updated plans that my dad never got to that we're gonna work on together here work on getting it that's pretty cool so so you come yeah. by your your car car uh passion is that is that the right word for it you come by that pretty honestly if you i would imagine you grew up doing that with your pa if that's the case yep yep but yep and my whole slavic side of the family has always kind of been big into cars and so my brother um and his kids also uh down on it by kenyan they've got car stuff <laughs> they built some really <laughs> crazy stuff down there but um, but yeah, we've been building hot rods and race cars and all kinds of different stuff. Drag cars are literally since I was born. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. That's really cool, actually. So I was yeah. thinking, as you said, that that's a it's a 1937 Ford, mm -hmm. and and your dad got it in 1976. So that was 
roughly 40 year old vehicle. Yeah. I started doing the math that that's a, that's a 1980 something vehicle right now that someone's pulling out of a cell. And I'm like, that's wrong. Like that can't be true. Like that is <laughs> like, I mean, that was like, if it's a 40 year old vehicle that your dad got, like somebody's getting like a, a cutlass out of the junkyard right now and restoring it in 40 years from now, they're gonna be like, Oh my God, is that a 1986 cutlass? <laughs> there is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't well, seem. A lot of right. those are out on the out on the track of street stocks now. Yeah, they're so. all street. Yeah, there won't be any junkyard ones left over because they've all been raced. But yeah, that's pretty funny. But so when when did racing enter into the picture for you? Like, obviously, you're a car family, but what is when when did racing start happening? And was it circle track? You mentioned drag racing. There, is that where it started? Uh it, it was all of it. I mean, we so we grew up. Um, competing in anything honestly that was four wheels anything from go-karts to radio control cars even and just um it you know kind of was just born into it and so we growing up in Anoka my dad was we were building hot rods mostly but then once I started getting closer to my license um I was also had competing with baseball <laughs> I was growing mm -hmm. up was like racing baseball racing baseball kind of going up and then um, got my license and then there's a lot of a lot of kind of drag racing a lot of streetcar stuff um, I lived in more we had moved to Moorhead in 1989 so we were literally a just a I don't know, maybe five minutes from interstate dragways there at Open okay. State in Minnesota so um, you could hear the cars on the weekends just from our house so yep. it was pretty tough to ignore that and um, but then going out to Red River Valley Speedway um, you know we would watch I didn't get into circle track racing until I guess kind of my first real taste of it would have been 2000, 2001. And a good friend of mine, um, Shane Lasky and I kind of teamed up onto a mini stock that, uh, so a little Mustang four cylinder ran yep. up. Yep. Buffalo Short River Speedway. Yeah. Yeah. And did that for a season or two. And then he took off from there and went, mod four crazy and he you know <laughs> did a bunch of championships and i kind of went and yeah. did some stuff so is that um, is that the lasky chasky yes it is nice yeah. okay very yeah. cool yeah i grew up with him he was uh him and i before we were kind of friends <laughs> we competed against each other uh as kids growing up in model car contests um braided control racing yep. circle track racing and doing that stuff um and then kind of on the street we both were building mustangs we both went to the same high school um he was a couple of years ahead of me and then uh yeah so i got you're bound to be best buddies like you yeah i mean just from pure time spent together whether it was competing against you i mean eventually you got to become friends right <laughs> yeah yep yep so yeah he's been a you know other than my dad obviously been the you know the biggest overarching from the beginning um you know he was one of the been the main person involved in my life getting me into racing and helping me through things and stuff so um but yeah that's so we I got know. that yeah. yeah that's pretty cool so is there where like when you started so that's i mean 20 some years ago 21 two years ago that you started circle track racing was what what you were mini stock guy then yep and mini how long stock. did that last then 
maybe a two se season and a half, two seasons. Okay, like so that. not super long. And then is no. that like your mod four guy now? Is that when you jump to mod fours or how? What, no. Take us through <laughs> no. the lineage. Um, I started doing some road course racing in a Mazda Miata. Nice. <laughs> doing that a little bit. Um, a lot of solo two autocross stuff. Um, went back to college and then sold all of my car stuff. And I raced mountain bikes pretty competitively, actually out in Colorado and the Western States. And super you're just a pure adrenaline guy. Like you're <laughs> like you're a competition junkie, is what you are. <laughs> I couldn't afford to race while I was going to school. So I had to do something, you know, yeah. and, and my parents had had that in 2002 had moved out to Colorado. So I spent a few summers out there in between college years and um, started racing that stuff. Somebody brought it up. And so then did that all the way up until 2015 or yeah, about 2015. And um, then again, got a hold of Shane and I, you know, just started talking like, well, you know, now I think this is maybe might be the right time to get off the mountain bike and get back into auto stuff and um, had gotten a house and had a garage and had some room and some time and space to do it. So um, at that point, I bought a mod four that ended up being a little twisted up. <laughs> so mm. that went south pretty quick. And then I got into a sport mod, IMC sport mod. Okay. You know, Did maybe that. I remember that, like, yeah. maybe, I don't know yeah. if I do or not, but I remember, yeah. I, my memory is failing me right now, but I, it seems like maybe I do remember you being in a sport mod for a little bit. And so, um, so when did, when did you become mod four guy? 2021 was the so first just year. two years ago. Yeah. So that is. It, because what I'm building up to here is this season to my not like I I mean I've been an announcer for a long time and I've said your name hundreds of times it's never it was never as a like that guy is a top three four guy you're you were always kind of in the field and you weren't in the way by any means but you weren't you weren't a top runner. And this year, all of a sudden you're every time I'm talking about you, you're in contention for the lead somewhere. And no. so where is that just a natural talent? Like all the combination of all of the racing and all of the autocross and road course and all of that coming together. Is that because you shouldn't be as good as you are if this is only your <laughs> second or third year in the yeah. mod four mod fours are hard to drive. They are. They are. They really are. Um, yeah. And they, they're definitely different. I mean, the B mod felt like a Cadillac driving, yeah. you know, compared to the mod four, you know, and I, um, I, I, yeah. So my dad, if you ask my dad, he would say there was some natural ability that he saw early on. Um, even my brother would say the same thing even. Um, and I guess whatever, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's it. Cool. But yeah, I mean, I think, but you can't just, it's not just it. You can't just do that. I mean, I've raced so many different things, different cars. Um, and actually, as I'm talking about it, I did race a few times up at, uh, what was it? That racetrack in Sox Center on Asphalt Oval too. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, and it's just, yeah, combination of just loving driving and doing it and just feeling it. But with that, you know, having some really good key people behind me to help with car setup and yeah so and, critical 
Yeah, and good motors, um, you know, and I mean, Hall's racing engines has been amazing for me. Yeah. <laughs> He's been so great to work with and and uh, set up Shane Lasky uh, as, you know, without him, I, I would still be kind of back a ways a little. <laughs> yes, yeah. He's been really great to work with. And then, you know, it's nice having, he's been a great friend. And then of course my dad too, you know, growing up, we, it's funny, you know, a lot of the radio control car racing stuff, there's a, this was 30 years ago now when we were doing it really hardcore, but we were doing dirt oval track racing down there. And the suspension is a little different, but some, a lot of the principles apply, you know, you're doing these different shots, springs and all the different things. And, and I, for whatever reason, I just remembered a lot of that. <laughs> so, and I, I would imagine I, I've never thought of that, but I would imagine it is the same. It's just, it's yeah. just small little shocks and a arms that are this big versus versus yeah. this big kind of thing. Yeah. And, so, and you, you can't feel it, you know, obviously you're not in it, but you could see what the car is kind of doing. And so you, I, I just, I don't know. I just kind of figure it's just all of that experience. And yeah, that's, <laughs> it's pretty cool to, uh, because you are, it's, it's the reason I asked you to be on the show is because you're, you're front of mind. You're, you're sort of top, not that this is a, I'm only going to interview guys that win show. That's not the case whatsoever, but, but you're, I mean, it's, it sounds horrible to say, but you're, you're sort of, uh, uh, you blend in a little bit or you did. And now all of a sudden you're, you're bright red number 17 mod four that's starting on the top of the box all the time. And, and in always in contention up there towards the front kind of thing. So it yeah. is, you, you were noticed, I guess is, is the way to put it. And, uh, and it's, and you're always, you're, you're never a drama creator and you're, you're clean racer. I mean, it's not that you're, you're, I don't think you're afraid to, to bump and grind a little bit. That's racing, man. That's the best part about racing, I think, but you're not, pounding on people and and punting people out of the way for a position like that it doesn't ever seem like that's you no you know and that's uh yeah i i mean you've seen my car i spend a lot of time trying to like well just i mean i'm in i was this just stuff, gonna say so if you're a don't... custom car guy you can't stand wrinkles and scuffs no it for yeah. us, I hate it you know and it, and it but it happens and i know it happens and that's just how it goes and that's racing, especially dirt track racing, you know, yeah. just, the cars are, everybody's moving around and track can change lap to lap, you know, so yeah. things, things happen and that's fine. But, you know, that's, I, I've always hated, you know, you know, people that lean on someone to make it through a turn or, or, you know, have to like move. And I get, there's some of that for racing. Sometimes you just got to do certain things, but, you know, yeah, I just, figure like well if i'm faster i'll find a way around yeah no nope, <laughs> and if I, not I then that. they you know and and there are some people in my life <laughs> that say like you could have done this or that or whatever like yeah yeah i know i probably you know in hindsight and like uh, driving home after the track like um that could have been a bumper to third them. instead yeah. of fourth or fifth <laughs> but i think I, I think every racer probably has that person <laughs> in in their life that is either I think going one of two ways is that, dude, you'd be so much faster if you went around people instead of through people. Like yeah. there's, there's yep. probably people, drivers that get that from their friends. And then there's drivers that are like, 
dude, you're way too patient. Like you can't uh-huh. follow someone for five laps, hoping that they're going to move out of that line. They're not going to move out of that line. You got to go, or you got to move them, you know? And yep. so yep. it's, it's, uh, I think there's a huge no. difference between dirtying somebody and moving them though. Like you got to be finesse enough to move them without being dirty. Yeah. The fun part about it for me is to, is to try to find a way around them without moving them. Like that's, and you know, I'm, I'm, where I'm at in my life and everything, that's the fun part for me. Yeah. To like find a different line. Like, cause anybody can kind of, or I was, maybe not everybody, but you know, you, you get up behind me, kind of like bump them or whatever to get them loose and move them or whatever. Yeah, you can do that. But it's to me, it's more fun to try to find a way around them. Yeah. You know? To like go to the high side or to high low, do a slide yeah. job, whatever kind of thing. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's I pretty like cool. Doing that. <laughs> so is there desire? to um like do you like i don't know have you won track championships before in your in the couple little bit that you've been running no no is i've come real close. to do that stuff yeah there is like last year i think i finished nine points behind dustin holquist yeah. at Grand city you know and i think we rained out the last two sundays i think last in 2022 like oh man i think we could have made a run you know would have had a chance exactly yeah yeah <laughs> Or at least, but, or at least lost it on the track and not in the, in just the weather. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. At least, yeah. Be able to finish it off. I recall but. a lot of tracks last year, the final weeks. Yeah. You know, it was just determined kind of thing. Cause they were, they were canceled out at a lot of different tracks last year, but yeah, nobody wants, nobody yeah. wants that except for maybe the guy that's leading is like, come on rain. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but uh, yeah. no, everybody wants to race for it. I think so. But is there I, is there desire to go after? I mean, at the beginning of the year, do you set out like that's that's the goal, or even is there a national championship in your sights? Um, so track championships for me will be hard because for the primary reason of I have a five year old and an almost eight year old. Yeah, and their sports. Um, you got to be a dad first. Yeah, and I love coaching and doing all that stuff. So. I mean, when I was racing at the beginning of this year, I was coaching baseball Mondays and Wednesdays and soccer on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then run into swimming and dance and all these or whatever yeah. these different things, which is why I was only racing one night a week for a lot of the time, or one of the reasons why there's another big one, but I, um, and I mean, I can kind of, well, I just can kind of touch on that now. I mean, part of the, it's a little bit uncertain, like I would do national go to national points like finish top 10 that was originally a a plan for this year um not to try to be ready week to week because there's just too many variables right now um i've had a couple of concussions Uh um and i was bmx racing with my (laughs) my son actually and in december and i took a really hard head first i broke the helmet even oh goodness um, yeah and as the season went on, and unfortunately, you can kind of see it in the results a little bit too, but my, I just, my headaches and different things were happening. And so I kind of had to take some time off after a few things happened with an engine, I had a, some ish, engine issues just based on our 40 year old engine stuff. And yeah, um, <laughs> it was a great time to take a break. So I did that. And then went back and it's still a little there. So we kind of just got to see, I got to play all that by ear because yeah, that, no, that's so much more important, man. Like that's, yeah. I actually will applaud you, take my hat off to you 
it sounds weird for having the guts to get out of the car because we're, we're men, we're guys and we're tougher than that. And, and I'll just battle through it kind of thing. And racing is more important than anything. You know, there's, there's a little bit of that macho type attitude and there's, it's too important. Your brain is too important. Like you, you mentioned, I've got a five and an eight year old at home that, that they need a dad that's fully functional kind of a thing. And so that's, uh, I did not know that that had happened, man. So that's, it explains a little bit it explains like, cause you were kind of hit or miss throughout the season. And and I thought that you're maybe running somewhere else, or like you say, doing kid stuff or family stuff, that kind of stuff. And uh, man, I applaud you for that. That's pretty cool that, that you, there was another driver and I'm not going to say his name that, that did the same thing actually pulled in the middle of a race kind of got knocked around in the, you know, the full containment seat kind of knocked around in there and, and, saw some birdies tweeting and had the balls to pull into the infield and went, I'm not safe to be out here. Like I I'm going to hurt me, hurt the car, hurt someone else, hurt their car. And, and that I love that. Like more people need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that happened. at so it took, it did take a motor heart failure to kind of get me to actually do you know kind of commit to it and when I realized the next weekend or two I wasn't racing and I was waking up on Saturday morning Sunday morning and feeling oh feeling pretty good and like oh maybe there's something going yeah, on yeah maybe there's a correlation yeah yeah but then I uh when I did get my motor back and then I was at Princeton and kind of got into it with a couple of cars coming out of four and got went kind of climbed up the wall and came down real hard and that next morning, I ended up going to Brainerd that night, but hindsight, like that that morning, I was in bad shape. I woke up four in the morning with pounding, worst migraine you could ever have. And yeah. it was almost ER time. And, you know, but I had a new motor. I wanted to make sure it was running okay. Got to get that ready to go. And that's yeah. my point exactly. <laughs> yeah. we, we, there's, we get stupid for, I don't know why we do it, but we do. Like we, people yeah. get dumb and- and uh is you're married right yeah yeah and that's what, where i was gonna go in, yeah yeah was, what so what's her take on that like is that is she like sit your ass down you're not going to the track tonight she she i we've talked about it quite a bit you know and i've and i've explained that i'm i want I, I very carefully keep track of it i mean to the point where I was writing it down you know along with my notes on setup and stuff each night <laughs> they have you know, how did I feel with it? Um, I had was working with a line, I worked for a line of health. So I talked to a lot of doctors all the time. Yeah. And so things to keep an eye out for or whatever, for any kind of main, you know, major damage or whatever, but I have my good days and I have my very bad days too. And um, luckily today I'm having a pretty good day. But... I'm super glad you are. Yeah. But my, but my wife has been, you know, really supportive of that with, you know, having to pick up slack with the kids sometimes when I'm just not feeling good and right. my eyes are just kind of just going crazy or I it's such a bad, you know, headache or whatever, can't move. So, um, but yeah, otherwise, it's, God, it's, so she's been really great listening to me and trusting me that I know, like when I, when it's too much, then I'm just stopping. And that's- yeah, if you're self-aware, you have you're mindful enough and self-aware enough to to 
to rein yourself back a little bit to pull the pull the parachutes as i say all the time on mm -hmm. like can't can't put the helmet on tonight kind of a thing you know and yeah. uh be careful with that be super careful with that because there's you know there's all of this research you know i'm thinking like nfl wise there's mm -hmm. all of this research coming out that it, it's not it's real it's way worse for you than what we you know, when I was a kid, I'm, I'm a lot, I'm significantly older than you are, David. But when I was a kid, it was literally just go walk it off. You know, they would tell your mom, like, keep them up tonight until midnight. Don't let them go to sleep and, and just, you'll be fine. And yeah. that, that is not the case anymore kind of thing. And I don't think getting hit on the head is any different today than it was then. Like it, the ground is the same ground, yeah. you know, or another like I had a concussion real bad ninth grade and it was too, like we hit the top of our heads playing football, like kind of come through the hole and we hit head to head and both of us just like, bam, like out lights gone, you know? And, mm -hmm. uh, and you, I woke up and like staggered off the field and they're like, you're yeah. out there still. And so then I turned around and went back <laughs> out there and it was like, you, nobody knew back then, you know, and so you, you got to be careful with it. And so if, uh, if that means not being in a race car and just yeah. making a, a model T look a little cooler, then, then that's what you do, man. Well, you know, and that's, I, over the last couple seasons too, I've been doing some bodies for some of the race cars too. Like I did a, a Eric Grolke, uh, Taven okay. Woody, one, one of her cars and, you know, stuff. So I got all the equipment to do that. So I've, you know, and again, that kind of came from Shane Lasky too. <laughs> He's up there. He does a lot of that stuff. So I take him a lot for that, but, um, but yeah, so I kind of, yeah, we'll see how you things can putts go. a little bit, uh, still, still be involved in, and not be tempted. Yeah. 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 And to at least be involved in it somehow. And, you know, and then the kids though, too, I mean, even, even without that, we were down at little Elko and, and they were looking at my son's looking at quarter midgets and we're looking at junior dragsters and go-karts and whatever, all the different things. That yeah. I suppose the, 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 the circle of life must keep going. Dad did that for you. So you got to do it for them kind of a thing. And that's the, sometimes dad's dad's desires gets put on the back burner so that the kids <laughs> yeah. get to do what they want to do kind of thing for sure. So yeah, I'm feeling those winds of change blowing pretty hard right now. So yeah. we'll see what, uh, see what comes up here. This yeah, year. that's interesting, man. So that's, that's <laughs> a cool racing story. So the other thing I wanted to bring up is that if, if you can like show us, show us your shirt right there <laughs> is we, we talked about this a little bit. So, so maybe some people are going to know who what that's not waddle. That's, Waddell Wilson, yeah. the number 28. So that's uh tell us tell us about your shirt. That's a it's I love yeah. vintage stuff, so that's pretty cool shirt. <laughs> yeah, I just it, it was one of those ads that you usually find annoying on Facebook. You know, you're on your news feed and I see one like, oh, that's pretty cool. But um it's a uh I don't remember if it's fanatics or whatever, but it's it's a car that I always look back on in my that just gets me revved up to want to race i guess the number 28 hardy's that kale yarbrough yes specifically yeah. kale rode his car um he was my dad's favorite driver and i i so he kind of just became mine too uh for a lot of reasons but when i saw this shirt i actually bought a few of them <laughs> this is it's of the same shirt in the shop and yeah that's awesome yeah it's fun and it's yeah <laughs> So well, yeah. I have, like we, we talked before we started recording here, like I'm a, I'm a big fan and I've mentioned it on the show several times. I'm a big fan of the Dale Jr. Download 
and he's uh, like Dale, you'll never see him. If you watch the, the YouTube version of it, there's, he's always got an old vintage, you know, his are real though. Like his are from 1976 that he finds and gets some kind of a thing. Uh, it would be, I think it would be so cool to have a big pile of like those super old race shirts that, that would just be awesome to have, I think. And so, um, yep. just, the, just the only thing about that is it's thing. hard to wear, like, as I've, I've have gotten a few older ones, um, but, and I want to wear them, but then I also don't go on wreck it. <laughs> exactly. It's, yes. It's one of those things. Like you, like your cars back so there, like I, I've yeah. got, you know, 7,000 hours into my model T hot rod. I'm not driving it like that. Like, and so you, you create this thing and then you won't use it because you created this thing. So, um, like, it seems like a bad question now, and maybe I shouldn't even ask it, but you're, I, I wrote it down. Is there, do you have any desire to race anything else as far like dirt track wise? Like you're, you're in a mod four now. Is there a (laughs) desire to, to go bigger classes? Well, there's a desire, (laughs) but I, I just don't know, you know, it's, um, those desires were a little stronger before, I guess now. Um, yeah, I, uh, I love all of the racing, honestly. I mean, it's so, I mean, late models to me are just awesome. They're so big and wide and huge tires. It's just so loud. Yeah. Yeah. Loud. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, just, yeah, like that would be awesome to do that you know, so, but I don't know, at this point, it might be maybe my kids in a lot of years from now, maybe doing right. something like that. Right. So yeah. And get my fill that way. But that's the thing is you got to, the, the whole concussion thing that, you know, there's the CTE and all that other kind of stuff that you have to be aware of. And so that's, it, it's, it's super self-aware of you to say, well, maybe that's my, maybe I'm a car owner and the kids are driving that car when he's, it doesn't have to be way down the ride. Like there's a 12 year old at Bristol a couple of years ago that was destroying the field in a late model and he was 12. And so, um, but yeah. you better get him started now. You, you better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Levi Ramps last year, I right? mean, yes. I didn't those guys, I mean, they're, and they were great, fast and fun to race with in a mod four, a twitchy yes. mod four too. So yes. Yeah. That's um, the, and all of these little kids, you know, there's, you mentioned, you know, midgets and go-karts and stuff like that. There's, these yeah. kids are so young going so fast in these little cars <laughs> and getting, I call it race craft. You know, you're yeah. not, you're not learning how to drive a street stock or a mod four or a, a modified late mod, whatever it is, you're learning race craft, what it is to follow someone, what it is to like, to realize he's going to come in low and slide up and I can get underneath of him, kind of like, you're learning all of that kind of stuff, racecraft at yes. a young age. And my my sincere hope is that that 10 years from now, five, 10 years from now, that there is a a level of racecraft in big cars yeah. because all of these little kids learned how to do it perfectly in <clears throat> go-karts and and midgets and that sort of stuff. And so it's I, I think that I think the future that that part of the future, the driver part of the future is very bright for for the future of of dirt track racing and and even asphalt racing, that kind of a thing. So oh, um, yeah. yeah, and I'll just yeah. put late model motors in this car. Then. Exactly. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like little push button start. Oh, yeah. Reverse clutches, all that kind of <laughs> that would be pretty badass. Go down to Sonic. Cause you're you live in Elk River, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. You could drive that sucker down to Sonic and just pull oh, into yeah. the drive in there. That'd be pretty badass. So yeah. Well, that's like you mentioned earlier, like build that so it's not I build them so they're driver so that they can go beat other model T's. <laughs> nice guys. Like yeah. That. So that's yeah. how I build my hot rods, anyways. To be I driven. like them. It, you yeah. want to be able to use it for sure. You got thousands yeah. of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars and and thousands of hours into those. You want to you go play with my toys, kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, very cool. We move yeah. on to the next segment here, which is the yourmth.com rapid fire questions. And it is five questions that may or may not have to do with racing. Um, and it's all brought to you by yourmth.com, which is, we talked about them at the top of the show here, but six different locations now in Minnesota. And it is truly Minnesota truck headquarters coming soon-ish. It's going to be an interstate truck headquarters. I don't know. I don't know if the name will change, but there, there's, there's plans for expansion of Minnesota truck headquarters, and and none of that happens without people buying cars from them, right? And they've got literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cars available at yourmth.com. So go there, find your next car or your next truck or your next whatever it is. Give them a shot at earning your business. So, question number one of these questions is. As a racer, now you've raced bicycles and road course and autocross and dirt track and RC, all of this other stuff. Do you close your eyes in staging and visualize the race that's about to happen? Do you do you pre-race the race in your mind? Yes. I yeah. That. So I do. I do the same thing. Like when I raced, I would I I'm always the first guy into the staging lanes, so whether I'm starting front or back or whatever kind of a thing. And, and kind of just, just maybe 10 seconds of like the start of the race or whatever it is kind of thing. This is what I'm going to do because that guy is there and that guy is there and I kind of have know their tendencies or whatever. Yeah. And so is that what, what is your process there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. About 10 seconds or so. And then uh, not very long. I kind of feel where I'm at and then kind of say, okay, it's going to be here, but then I have to turn everything off and just and just react and then just let it be yep but i do i do go the short answer is yes but um i have to turn it off otherwise i just start moving around and fidgeting and just get all and i yeah you're an overthinker <laughs> you're just it's exactly like me yeah yeah <laughs> so question number two is what are your favorite now, I think we have an answer sitting right behind us that we've already talked about, but what is your favorite non-racing hobby? Yeah, it would be build, building hot rods or coaching kids yes. in sports. Yeah, yeah, both both are awesome. Like there's, I've had the opportunity to work with some kids in different different avenues and different times in my life. And, uh, and you think, you, you go into it thinking you're doing it for them. And, and it, in my case, anyways, David, it, I feel like it's, it, it ends up being for me more than for them. Yeah. When you yeah. see them having fun and, and yes. excited to come to the practice and excited to come back to the games, that's the best feeling in it's the world. It's the best ever. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> uh, what is your nickname? Dangerous Dave. Dangerous Dave. Yeah. That couldn't be a more oxymoronic 
nickname <laughs> ever. That's, that's, that's one of those reverse nickname, Colin the Fat Guy Tiny kind of thing. Because <laughs> I do, I'm not afraid to do anything. That's that's where kind of that came from, you know, okay. from going like, well, it, is, it was given to me by friends and other people long time, you know, 30 plus years ago, probably. And it's always stuck where if it's, we're hiking or biking or drive, you know, and driving, I, you know, there many years ago now <laughs> there was you know, driving records and things like that, that are a little bit shaky, but there, I mean, just, <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't have a lot of fear, I guess. So that's good though. You're yeah. like, when you say that you don't have, is that like parachuting, bungee jumping, cliff diving out? Like, yeah, let's yeah. go do it. Yeah. Let's just do it. That's pretty cool. At one <laughs> point in my life, a generation ago, uh, I was the same way. Like I've, I've bungee, I've never parachuted, but that's not for lack of wouldn't do it. I think I would still do it at 50 years old. I think I would still do it. Um, my fear about parachuting now is that do they make a parachute big enough to hold my fat ass from just plummeting <laughs> to the ground? But uh, but they make them for those big. You can drop a Humvee out of a of an airplane. They should be able to find one for me, I guess. But uh, they, yes, that's pretty cool. Like I I was like I said, I've gotten as I say found religion several enough times to where I'm, I'm a little skittish to, to go do like, I don't heal like I used to, or even recover. I don't even have to get damaged. I just don't recover as fast as I used to from a late night even, but it's uh, uh, yeah. Doing those fun things is it's, it's like, there's adrenaline in all of that. And I love that feeling. There's a, there's a few friends that would be watching this. That would, that would, would be like right now wanting to tell a hundred stories, you know, of just like, Please do. yeah. <laughs> in the comments, tell us some stories about dangerous Dave. So, uh, very cool. Who do you text the most? Do I text the most? Uh, well, my wife. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. every, every guy, it's your wife. Yeah. yeah. Better yeah, be that's... anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the last question in the uh, youremth.com rapid fire questions is tater tots or French fries? Tots. Yes, that is the correct answer. Yeah. French, <laughs> that is the correct answer. It, you wouldn't think there is a correct answer, but every one of those pancakes, French toast, tater tots, cake yeah. or pie, there is a correct answer to there every is, single I think one so. of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. so. Very cool. So that is that is the correct. Now, we'll see just how good you are. What do you dip the tots in? Um, you say I ranch. Usually, we're we're done. No. Yeah. No. It's usually, kind of a mix of I'd say barbecue, and this is kind of my thing. I really like ketchup, that's exactly so. what I put it in is barbecue sauce. <laughs> like, that's funny. But even if it's French fries, it's barbecue sauce. Like I love. Like I'll eat barbecue sauce on anything just about. So that blows my mind that you just said that. But Okay, so uh, ECS pay it forward question, the last segment here, and then we'll let you get back to, to building race cars and being a dad is the ECS pay it forward question. My last guest is going to ask you a question and then you are going to ask my next guest a question. And it's all brought to you by ECS, East Central Sports the pit bike guys, the golf cart guys, any kind of little people movers, Mac has got it. And, uh, and he's, he sells lots and lots and lots of them and service after the fact that they're all in North branch. 
Give them a shot. Look them up on Facebook. ECS.com is their website. Give them a shot at earning your business on all of that kind of stuff. And we, Mac and I, this this show and Mac are giving one away. So uh, we got to get that board filled up. If you're listening to this and you want to own a pit bike, it costs you 20 bucks to get a square on the on the board. Message me, Venmo me 20 bucks. I'll get your name on there and we'll give that sucker away. So the last guest that I had on, you just mentioned uh, Taven Woody. Her brother is Caden Woody and Caden was my last guest. And okay. so Caden's question to you was why mod force? Like what, what of all of the cars that you could have raced? Why, why is it a mod four? Um, I would say just the, uh, the economics and the challenge of it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, like I said before, it, they are twitchy cars. Super and hard to drive. Hard to drive. And I had heard that and I hadn't really had any experience in them, but I like it just sounds challenging to me. So I wanted to do that. Um, I had Shane Lasky, who's, you know, multi time Mod Four yes. champion, help me out and other people. You know, it's a great, the people in the class are, are great, even when I was Not driving. Nice racing a B mod, they were, we were always talking, um, and everything is light and small and easy to work on. I mean, and I mean, wheels and tires weigh less than a late model, you know, aluminum wheel yes. tire. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can move it myself, which a lot of times I'm by myself doing things. Um, I live in a, in a neighborhood where we're kind of on top of each other that we are, you know, <laughs> so not a lot of room. Um, and they're fast. They, I mean, are. they are. We're not, you know, we're not four cylinders, meaning that we're not fast. You know, you look at our lap times, even at places like Ogilvy, we're not far off of the big cars, right. if at all, on some nights, you know. And, I make that point a lot of times on the microphone that that in pure straightaway speed, you're going to get your ass kicked in a Mod 4. But a yeah. Mod 4 can corner so much better than the yeah. bigger, heavier, you know, cars that are on almost the same width tires. Like a mod four is smaller this way, but it's the same almost this yep. way uh, <laughs> as the, as the bigger cars. And that's, that's what's turning you around the corner is the side bite and mod fours because they're so light and they have the same amount of tire on the ground. There's a lot of side bite to a mod four, but to, to your point they're yeah. They're way simpler. You know, like I always say, you lift up the skirt and look underneath the back of a, of a mod four, not a lot of complicated stuff under there. Look under a modified there's, you better be a freaking, you know, rocket science to figure all that stuff out. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, just from a simplicity economics and, and super, I, I haven't raced them, but I've driven them on several occasions and man, are they a blast to drive, but yeah. just twitchy all over the place. And so, yeah. but yeah. Was, there was somebody that was, it was a B mod driver um, a, a couple of years ago said, yeah, they must be about the same price, you know, same cost as, as my car and your car. I think they're about the same way. No, they're, they're definitely, I mean, if you don't, if you're starting from fresh, maybe, uh, you know, I don't even think you can, you know, a new car, a new B mod now, even a B mod versus a new mod four. I mean, it's yeah. not even close. And I don't think they are. I don't know for sure, but I don't think they are. So, yeah. and mod fours haven't changed a whole lot either. So you're, there's still, you know, we still do things of course, you know, mod, you know, keep up. We look at 
modified technology and adapt it as best we can and yeah. to a link and things like that. But, um, and they're fun. It's a fun, fun class. And I agree. Uh, I agree. One of my favorites. And like you said too, the people like the, the, the drivers in the mod four class are just really great top notch people. Not that everybody is all it's racing community. And this year more than any other year yeah. has proven how amazing the racing community is. And so, um, okay. Next question. You get to ask my next question. And so uh, Brady Gertis, speaking of those super complicated modifieds, Brady Gertis is a super complicated modified driver and he's damn good at it. Uh, wow. Just won the Moonshine Mod Tour and he's going to be my next guest. And so what would your question for, for Brady be? Um, oof. How do, uh, well... <laughs> what are well it's something that you would probably already ask already but like where does he get his motivation from great question great question racing motivation week to week motivation yeah what gets you on a on a monday after a four-day race week what gets you up and cleaning the car not so much in april yeah or may but in September and October, like, is yeah. that, I, I wonder that same thing, like our race season, driving a race car is a lot of work. Like it's, it's like you spectators get to see the, the 30 laps a night. That's really fun. That's the fun part. But there's, there's an hour that goes into working for every one of those laps that you get to run on the racetrack kind of thing during the week. And so it is, it's a grind, man. Like being a race car driver is a grind, especially at Brady's level, because there's a lot of work that goes into that. Yeah. And that's if everything goes perfect. There's a lot of work that goes into it. If something goes wrong, there's three times the work that goes into it. So racing wow. motivation. I love that. Perfect. Well, that'll be the question next time then for Brady Gertis on after the checkers. So David, I, I, um, I wish you best of luck in recovery like that. It's uh there isn't a take two of these and call me in the morning or wrap it up and, and stay off your feet for two weeks. And it's better with, when it's a brain injury, like you gotta, it's just gotta yeah. just wait and see what happens try, kind of thing, yeah, which try a little uh, bit, come back, try a little yes. bit again, come back. And then yeah. and so I, I, I wish I, I very much hope to see you at the track if it's better. And I hope we don't see you at all at the track. If it's not in all honesty, and or at least not in a race car. Like, I was say, maybe I'll come watch. <laughs> yeah, you come watch for danger if it's not feeling good. And uh, I, I wish you the absolute best of luck getting that thing under control and getting back uh, to 100%. And so um, you're one of the good guys of racing, man. You're you're fun to watch. You're fun to talk about. And uh, I'm happy to have had you on the show. Thank you very much, Kyle. I appreciate you reaching out. This has been Ab fun. <laughs> absolutely, man. David Slavic on the After the Checker Show, everybody.